The kingdom of heaven is like a king who threw a wedding banquet for his son. This image is used in scripture in the Old Testament to describe the age of the Messiah. This time when God will send his anointed one to come to deliver his people and bring salvation. And so it will be a time of great rejoicing. This celebration that is so common in our human experience, one of the most beautiful and joyful celebrations is a wedding feast. This image is also used to describe the kingdom of heaven. When all the angels and the saints at the end of time will be gathered in joyful praise of God for the gift of salvation. But as with every parable, there is always at least one and sometimes even more, but one detail that is meant to stand out and grab our attention in order to convey a very profound, necessary truth. And we all heard it. All are invited. The beautiful, generous, mercy of God. Everyone is invited. And yet, as we were listening, we realized that there was something more. We want to be among the chosen. We do not want to be like those that come underdressed without a wedding garment. The ones that Jesus says are cast out into the outer darkness. That's an image that Jesus often uses to describe hell, that place of eternal separation from God. We don't want to be ones that are cast out of the wedding banquet and the thing that makes the difference is the garment. We must have a wedding garment on to abide in that celebration. In the baptismal rite, after the child is baptized and that white garment is put on, what does the priest say? See in this white garment the outward sign of your new inner Christian dignity. And then the invitation, bring that dignity unstained into the everlasting life of heaven. The truth that often plays out in human life for many who are baptized 
is rather than live by this new dignity and follow Jesus, so many take the way of the world. They follow the path of sin and therefore they stain their baptismal garment and it becomes ripped and torn and tattered. I was 18 years old in the middle of my last year of high school as a senior. I was one of the most popular kids in that school and yet I hated my life. I had a gift for making people laugh and yet I was so unhappy. People looked up to me and would come to me for advice. And yet I felt so lost and so confused. This brought me to a place where I was desperate. And I was so desperate that I was finally willing to seek and cry out to the one that I was avoiding for several years. I am so grateful the mercy that God showed to this poor little heart. I was among the bad that were found out in the streets and the byways. I was invited to be part of something more the banquet. And at this moment, I knew three things immediately and very clearly. First, I knew God was real. Before then, not so sure. I knew God was real. Second, I knew that God loved me immensely. And I was feeling overwhelmed with the love of God. And third, I realized that my life had to change. That I could no longer live the way that I was living. And what's beautiful about this gift of repentance that God is willing to offer is at this moment, my baptismal garment was made white in the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. But the garment was still tattered in need of serious repair. And that's the conversion part. That's the need for transformation. And I realized that I needed to open my life and allow every single part of it to be transformed, to conform to the way of the gospel. 
Because as the catechism comments on this scripture passage, faith alone is not enough. Words will not save us. As it says in the letter of James, faith without works is dead. Repentance that does not lead to transformation does not go far enough. As Jesus often said, we need to hear his word and put it into practice. And this is what keeps our wedding garments in good condition. It's that work that we do together with Jesus to repair these worn, tattered, ripped baptismal garments. And one area of that garment that needed a serious patch was in how I treated myself and other people. I remember reading lines like this from the scriptures, like this one from Jeremiah chapter one. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Another one like it, Psalm 139. Lord, you formed me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am wonderfully made. Wonderful are all your works. When I was being formed in secret, fashioned in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed being. All my days were decreed before one of them came to be. These words still strike me deeply. To realize that not only at the moment of conception was my life held by God as sacred and precious, but even before I was conceived, your life, my life, was held lovingly in the mind of God and joyfully anticipated, held as sacred to the Lord. And as this struck me for the first time years ago, this led to another moment of repentance where I needed the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse my sins in this area as I remembered all the ways that I did not respect and cherish the life of other people, including my own, when I was mean-spirited, when I used people, and all the different ways that I treated others, or the things that I failed to do. And then the Lord had to do the repair work in that part of the garment, the wedding garment. 
and had to teach me how to respect and cherish the dignity of every single human being. And it starts with how we treat each other. The most vulnerable in the womb, those who are frail in years, those who suffer, the poor, the immigrant, those of other race, every single person, which is why right now I feel like I'm on holy ground because you, you are beloved, precious and cherished. Each of us is an unrepeatable, unique creation by God, wanted, loved. How do I treat you? How do we treat each other? And we are about to receive Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, the author of life, who comes to us as the bread of life and who would love to help all of us to repair this area on our baptismal garments not only just to cleanse it with his blood and make it white, but to repair it so that we can enter that wedding feast with great confidence. Not just by what we believe, but by a life of good deeds that cherishes and respects the dignity of every single human life. Amen.